welcome to this special mini episode of Love, Lead, Listen. Most of our first episodes were recorded prior to the outbreak of COVID-19 in North America. So we've decided to catch up with Bonnie, Elise, Tina, and James to find out how life has changed since we last talked and find out how they've been adjusting to a different world. Bonnie is a professional speaker, author, educator, and the chief culture officer for Four College for Life. She graduated from Florida Gulf Coast University with a BA in secondary education for biology. She's received her Master of Arts in college student personnel from Bowling Green State University. So life is a little different right now. So you are probably at home with Lucy. I remember you telling me about Mm -hmm. last time. How has that been? It's been good. Um, It is a blessing. I've realized, um, you know, being a stay-at-home mom is not for me full-time, but it is a blessing (laughs) to be able to hang out with her for a little bit right now, right? Normally she would be at daycare full-time. And so being able to spend some quality time with her while she's still in like this super exploratory, fun seven month age range is, is a blast. So yeah, it's been, it's been good for sure. For sure. How has it been transitioning to working from home? Oh, weird. Uh, I'm an extrovert to a T, right? So like (laughs) I I thrive off of hanging out with people, off of seeing people, off of having those face-to-face conversations. And so, um, switching that up and coming home and working from home every day, uh, has been different and difficult. Um, and for me as a sexual assault prevention speaker, April is typically my busiest month. And this month has definitely taken a pause on that. Right. So I think still trying and working to find value in my work and still working and, and, and looking for motivation. Cause sometimes I think for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people who listen to the podcast, work can become an identity. And so what happens when work changes what does that do to your identity? And so this month has been a lot of me trying to figure out, okay, what does that look like for me? And what does that look like now that I am kind of taking a little bit of a break from traveling and from speaking, and I'm not in an office working with students every day? Like you said, it's it's a big transition, but figuring out what it means to be something outside of work is, I think, become even more important than ever. Absolutely. It is one of those things where I don't think, I think I've always known maybe that for me, work is, is part of my identity. My career is part of my identity. Right. And I think I even talked about this in the, in the podcast last time of like being a sorority woman is part of who we are. It's not just, it's not part of what we do. Right. And so um, my career is part of who I am. And so trying to figure out like, okay, what are those other elements of who I am and how am I getting to dive into those during this shift, during this different time period because we you know we have the time so what does that mean to explore some other things during this time period Uh, while also honoring your creative process right if I'm not motivated to do some do some things that is okay Uh, and I need to honor that creative process regardless of of what I feel I should be doing yeah I think that's we talked about a lot of the not letting someone should all over you Mm -hmm. uh, making your own shoulds last time. Yeah. I think that's something right now we're falling into a lot of what should we be doing? Right. Well, cause it, right. You know, you have this quote unquote downtime at home. And I heard somebody that I work with said this to me the other day and I was like, Whoa, that's, that makes sense. Um, and it was like, you're not working from home 
right now, you are in a global crisis pandemic trying to get work done from your house. Like that is what we're doing, right? We're not working from home. So I think we need to shift this mindset and this language of thinking like, oh yeah, I'm just working from home. I should be productive. I should be doing all these things that I do all the time. I should be doing more because I have more time to be doing stuff, right? When it's like, no, we're the world is a very strange place right now. And so to put that should on other people, you know, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be writing a book, you should be writing new curriculum, you should be working out, you should be eating healthy. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go pick up five guys and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like doing today. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Well, it's this case of it feels like, like you said, there's a lot of free time, but it's, it's really not. It's a lot of exhausting. There's a lot of exhausting things happening right now. And it's important to acknowledge that and not thinking you should be doing something, but identifying what you want to do. Absolutely. And recognizing that, right, exhaustion looks different for so many different people. I think at the end of a week, typically, we are probably physically exhausted and maybe a little bit emotionally exhausted. And I think right now there's just such a mental exhaustion from watching the news, from, you know, doing this work, quote unquote, work from home, right? From feeling like you should be this productive superstar. Uh, to just kind of being and figuring out how to exist in this new normal. I think that that those things uh, definitely take priority and definitely can show up in different ways, right? Exhaustion looks different for everyone. And so check in on your people who you think are strong because they might be exhausted in different ways than what they're showing or showcasing on social media or in conversations or those different things for sure. Well, thank you again. And I hope that everything is going well in your in your little piece of the world right now and you get to enjoy seeing Lucy grow up up close and personal. Absolutely. Yes. Days at home yeah. again. Some some days they're fun. Other days they're, you know, they are what they are. I have a teething seven month old um, that we are home hanging out with every day. So we're we're learning as we go. Learning as we yes. go. <laughs> it's an experience. It's a learning experience. There you go. As is all of this, let's be honest. Next up is Elise Garcia. Elise Garcia is a positive psychology speaker and the founder of the women's lifestyle community, The Strong Movement. She's a graduate from the University of Southern California Marshall School of Business and the Grief Center for Entrepreneurial Studies and also earned her Master of Applied Positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. So when we first talked, we talked a lot about wellness and like positive psychology and doing things for yourself. And I wanted to let you know that one of the things I've started doing since everything has happened with coronavirus is I started doing the gratitude journal that you suggested. Oh, no way. Yeah. I started doing the three, I'll write down three good things that happened. I'll do it in the morning and the evening. So, um, usually around lunch and then usually right before I go to bed. So I'm doing six good things, but that's been so good to like help uplift the way I've been thinking, have you been changing the way you've been doing things or adding anything in, in our new, new normal? I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I feel like every day is a new testing ground for something new. So I've definitely have tried a lot of different things. Um, I have been really focusing a lot on just relaxing and breathing because I feel Mm -hmm. like when we feel anxious and when we feel frustrated or angry and all of these emotions that we're feeling right now, 
and it changes day to day or like hour by hour, minute by minute, you know, like you feel that tension in your body. And so just like coming back to your breath, I feel like is really grounding. So I've been really trying to focus on breathing to relax myself. Um, but in terms of gratitude, I definitely have, I feel like I have also kind of ramped that up because now you're, you know, you're sitting at home. There's not much to do. You can't go out, at least here in California, all the hikes are closed. All the parks are closed. So the only exercise option you have outside is, is walking like around the neighborhood. You can't, you know, you can't go anywhere. So, um, I feel like I've been really trying to focus on being present and really just taking in those moments to savor them, um, in that moment. And then also reflecting back later in the day, uh, with gratitude. So, so yeah, so a gratitude practice is still very much going on. So what are some things that you've been changing in your life to kind of like adapt to this, this way we've been? I have been really focusing on changing my self-talk. So I have noticed that you know, there's been times where I have felt very frustrated or, you know, all these different emotions, right? And so I noticed I was saying, I I was saying like, I am sad or I am angry or I am confused. So all these things, but changing it to instead of I am to I am feeling, which I think changes the way you associate with those feelings instead of it being all encompassing. Now you're able to separate that feeling from yourself. So it doesn't become your identity. So I've been really trying to focus on separating the two. So, so that's a work in progress, (laughs) but it really has been, you know, I've been focusing a lot on sleep too. Sleep is so important. And and I, I don't know if you experienced this, um, or even for some of the listeners listening in, when this all started happening, I actually wasn't able to sleep. I was very anxious. I was having nightmares, all these different things. And it is just part of the process of grieving or, you know, everything that we're going through. And so it was very normal. But at first I was like, what is going on? You know, I'm not doing anything different. Um, And then also do managing my screen time. I, I, so I created my own I have yet to find a planner that works for me. So I, I created my own on Word and I now track my daily social connections because that's very important for, you know, well-being in general and now more so than ever. Um, and then I also have been tracking how much water I drink because, you know, you can forget that. And then my screen time too. And then one thing that I do for self-growth and and personal. So uh, right now is a really great time to reconnect to um, spirituality, if that's something that is important to you, or maybe something that has been pushed to the side. Um, there's a lot of research behind showing how believing in something bigger than yourself or having a greater purpose or finding meaning in other things is, is a protective factor for, um, and, and it buffers against anxiety and depression. And so that's something that I've been really focusing on too, especially since we just went through Easter and Holy Week. And so uh, that was something that I've been focusing on on doing every day is is spending some some time uh, in in my own you know personal time with with what I believe. So so yeah, so just different things and and just trying to be more consistent with it because even though my day to day hasn't changed, everything else around me has changed. And so by essence, that has changed my day to day. And so I've been trying to just 
be more of a stickler to going to bed at a certain time, waking up at a certain time, um, and then like doing these things and tracking it every day so that I can track, okay, well, what is affecting my mood? And, you know, maybe there's some things that I did differently one day that really affected it, either positive or negative. And then I've been really looking forward to cooking on the weekends. And so that's been really fun and a really great way to practice mindfulness too, because you can't be on your phone, right? While you're cooking. So you're focused on chopping those onions or, you know, whatever you're doing. So, so that's been really enjoyable for me. Well, thank you so much for meeting up with me today and chatting through this. I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're making it through this. We're all doing it together. We're all being resilient. Yeah. Yeah. We're all resilient by nature. We've made it here thus far. So remembering that I think is really important and reminding yourself that. Mm -hmm. And again, staying positive, feeling grateful, finding things to be grateful for, finding things to savor and be present with in the moment. Um, because there will be a time where, you know, this will change again. And so, so yeah, I guess just finding things that you can look back on and say like, okay, wow, like I wouldn't have had this opportunity had all this not happened and, and being grateful for that. So yeah, it was great chatting with you. To wrap things up, we're going to check in with Tina Van Steensbergen and James Robolata. Tina is a professional speaker who has a focus on working with women to build relationships with one another, believe in themselves, and take up space at companies, campuses, and organizations around North America. Tina graduated from Hamline University with her bachelor's in social studies, sociology, education, and received her master's from Illinois State University in college student personnel administration. She is a member of Alpha Gamma Delta and was initiated into Beta Omicron at Illinois State University. James is a professional speaker, the author of Living Imperfectly, and a personal coach. James received his bachelor's from the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, and his master of education from Clemson University. James is a member of IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. So the last time we talked, we talked a lot about relationships across distance, which has turned out to be surprisingly appropriate. <laughs> Have you guys seen a big difference between, I mean, obviously you guys are no longer having a relationship across distance. Um, that distance is probably reduced a lot, but with your families and friends now, it's probably a little bit different too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, actually talking to people that you don't talk to normally who now want to all of a sudden have a meeting with you every week. <laughs> yeah, which on the one hand is really great, right? Like, uh, for instance, two of my really good friends, we have always had the technology to talk once a week, but we just never did. Mostly because my schedule was so crazy, right? We talked about last time we couldn't do weekly touch points. Really, that was challenging. Um, but now with, there's no reason not to. So we talk once a week on FaceTime, which has really been fun. And it's really great mm -hmm. to connect with them once a week. And then on the other hand, the screen fatigue is a very real thing, like getting yeah done zooming and just like, I can't, I cannot do this again. Um, that's been an interesting transition. So what are some ways you've been creatively becoming connected? I know for my family, we've been using Marco Polo, which has been an experience for me, but are there some ways that you've been staying connected in new ways? Yeah, Marco Polo also for sure. Uh, and my improv team in New York city, we talk via Marco Polo, which is kind of fun. Um, send little bits back and forth to each other. Uh, uh, yeah, as far as other creative ways, I don't know. I haven't necessarily been doing anything. Tina's been going straight up pen pal with some individuals, uh, which has been which has been fun to see. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean 
outside of the, the Zoom calls or, I mean, increase in mass text, like, you know, group text and things like that. Um, that's pretty much it. I know I've also, I've also been trying some things online versus like, you know, I've done my first Facebook live now. I'd never done one of those before. And so I guess that's a way of connecting. But it's a little bit different. Yeah. I have found, I think my favorite, the pen pal life is for me. I just love a good greeting card. It brings me so much joy. I love to send them. I love to receive them. I love that. Um, but house party is new to me and I've had so much fun on house party. It sounds really silly, but like when my friends and I get together, I don't, I mean, like we obviously catch up about life, but sometimes I miss the, just like the hangout time, right? When you're zooming, you like have to talk about something, right? As opposed to just enjoying each other's company. And so with house party, we can play heads up, right? Or play apples to apples or whatever the Mm -hmm. game is. And so we still get to enjoy each other's company without feeling like we have to do life updates every five minutes. And so I have found that to be Mm -hmm. a really fun way to connect with people that I didn't even know about before this whole thing happened. I don't even know if it existed before COVID happened, but that has been uh, that has been a cool thing, a cool way to connect. So how has your relationship together changed or been different? Because before you were saying that you don't always see each other every day and you have a little bit more separation versus now I'm assuming you guys are in the same apartment all the time and always together, which I think a lot of people are now experiencing for the first time of always being together. Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, I think first off, I mean, I had forgotten what Tina looked like on a Tuesday, right? Um, <laughs> now, now I'm having tea with her. So, uh, <laughs> um, but still, uh, yeah, I think, I think we've noticed the pros and, uh, pros and other things that we've become aware of, not cons, um, but yeah. like, you know, just like patterns, right? Like, like, for mm-hmm. example, we've never had to buy a week full of a week full of groceries in our lives. And so like, okay, what's going on with the grocery store? Who's going and what are we doing? Or are we planning meals for the whole week? Or like, what is that? Like, we've never had to be like, what do you want to eat this week? I was like, I don't know what I want for a snack in 10 minutes. Um, and let alone what I'm going to have for dinner on Thursday. And so, uh, yeah, so that's been interesting. I would say that it's been, we've been very intentional of going for walks every uh, every day. We go, there's like a three mile loop and we go for that walk. And that's been a really super intentional time of like, it's just us. We're not on the phone. We're not doing anything else. Because what we found is that when you're just existing in the apartment together, you're catching up like, hey, let me get your thought and let me get you this, whatever. But you're not actually like, how you doing? Right. It's a lot of like glancing blows at care. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah. And then I would say, I mean, those so those are those are the funny, positive things. I think also one thing that I've noticed is that I get I am more sensitive um Mm -hmm. during this time and so therefore like jokes that may like have normally just been like (laughs) that was funny or uh or a certain like picking up on certain tones more than usual um Mm -hmm. and like get a little bit less benefit of the doubt kind of thing just because with no control happening in life like just like wanting to grasp something for a moment um it's been that's something that we actually just talked about a couple of days ago uh, that I brought up. It's like, hey, here's what I'm noticing about myself during this time. So just to give you both sides. Well, yeah, because we, in the beginning of the quarantine, we talked a lot about like, oh, this is going to be a, a test for relationships. Like only the strong will survive, right? Because obviously people that don't frequently spend this much time together, right? Like you're learning that your partner is that person in a meeting. And do you like that person in a meeting? I don't know. And so we were like joking about how this will be a test of a relationship. But I think what's important for us to learn and to discover in all of this is we have a really great, really loving, really strong relationship. And even we are finding moments that are challenging. And so 
right? If you and your partner are quarantined together and you're having a hard time and you find yourself bickering or whatever, that doesn't mean that your relationship is broken. It means that the world is crazy right now. And we just have to find ways to be open and give each other a little bit more grace because we're all processing this differently. And whether that means a shorter fuse or less intentional moments or picking up on little habits that you didn't know about before, everybody needs to give their relationship a little bit of space because you're two, at least two humans learning how to cope with something no one's ever had to cope with before. I think the other thing that we've learned in quarantine is that we're responding differently to it, mm-hmm. right? Like our emotional response, our practical response, our productivity responses, right? Have all have been different and they've happened on different timelines. And so that's mm-hmm. the other thing I think I just want to tell every single human I know who's going through all of this is like, hey, whatever your response is, is okay. And Mm -hmm. even if you're living with people who are crushing it right now, or you're seeing right the comparison game on the internet is very real thing. Uh, But if your quarantine is survival, and that's a victory, then let that be a victory, right? And like, Mm -hmm. if James is going to start his own TV show, that's amazing. But I don't have to do that to be winning quarantine, right? I might Mm -hmm. be doing a puzzle. And for me, that's winning quarantine. And so... I just uh, giving ourselves permission to process differently and to let let that be okay um, mm-hmm. ra- instead of getting wrapped up in the I should be doing or I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is uh, everybody's going to respond differently, and that's not a bad thing. I think that's really important for everyone to note: is what you're doing is what you're doing, and that is okay. Yes, mm-hmm. amen. Well, thank y'all for coming on today. I really appreciate getting to catch up with y'all and chatting and finding out how quarantine life is treating y'all. Ditto, sis. It was wonderful to see your face and to hear your voice. Um, I'm sad to hear that adult coloring books are not for you, except I'm saying, pick up a puzzle. Worth your time. That might be my next thing. Trying the puzzle life. Love, Lead, Listen is recorded and produced at Alpha Gamma Delta International Headquarters and is generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Episodes are released every two weeks, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. If you like this show, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes, and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have an idea for a future episode or any other feedback, send us an email at podcast at alphagammadelta.org. I'm your host, Emily Weiss, and that's all for today. See you next time.